0: You know, it's almost like you don't want to overcomplicate it, uh, or or, or, (laughs) I don't even know how to say, uh, you know, make it more than what it is, but it's simply that we are going into all the world telling
1: people about Jesus. Welcome to the Missions Pastor Podcast presented by One Child. One Child is a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope. And reach their God given potential. We believe that the local church has the message of hope that the world desperately needs to hear. And in every episode, we highlight churches, pastors, and ministries who are working to bring that hope to hard places. I'm David Jesse. I'm your host for today's conversation with Tony Arnett. Tony is the missions pastor at Central Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Central Church believes that the Great Commission should be taken literally. I asked Tony to explain what that means. Here's what he had to say.
0: Uh, the, the, you know, scripture is pretty clear. Uh, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel. Uh, proclaiming has many avenues, speaking, uh, living, uh, walking it out, the whole the whole bit. So uh, going into all the world, proclaiming the gospel is exactly that. Uh, our desire here at central is to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world and proclaim him king of kings and lord of lords and that's what we've done
1: for the last 30 years let's let's reverse the question and and see if we can kind of reverse engineer maybe the idea here so w- when you think about churches that are struggling with their their outreach programs their global outreach their missions programs um what does it mean to not take the Great Commission literally?
0: Well, I, I, you know, I, I, unfortunately, many of our, our churches, and I'm going to say many of our American churches have, um, have not jumped on this scripture, if that's a proper way of placing it, but, uh, they haven't jumped on the concept or the idea of go into all the world proclaiming and preaching the gospel. Uh, sometimes we become localized. Uh, you know, and home missions is extremely important. I, I don't want to negate that. However, uh, going into all of the world is so basic and simple. It means wherever you are at that moment, go and proclaim the gospel of Christ. Our vision and, and our purpose and, in, in walking this out is to do exactly that. And our pastor, Pastor Loran Livingston has, uh, early on in, in his start here at Central Church made that a priority that we, uh, as a congregation, would proclaim and take the gospel into all the world, uh, sharing the good news of Jesus, not just to take uh, or, or book or uh, establish missions trips, but to actually walk out The gospel. And there's so many elements or, or, uh, aspects of that because, uh, like I said, stated earlier, you know, that does, I don't want to negate home missions because home missions and international missions all fall under the same gap category that we are going into the world proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ so that he and he only will be glorified and edified. So, you know, when, when we approach going into the world, our, our approach is Exactly that. I, I, you know, it's almost like you don't want to overcomplicate it uh, or, or, or I don't even know how to say, uh, you know, make it more than what it is. But mm-hmm. it's simply that we are going into all the world telling people about Jesus. So, I mean, it's you know, it's it's the old cliche, uh, but there's so much truth and depth to mm-hmm. it.
1: You mentioned that this, you know, that your pastor has come in and made this kind of the central piece of what you guys are doing at Central Church. This is, this is who you are. This is why you exist. Um, why is it important for Central Church to see the Great Commission in everything that you do instead of, and let me, maybe I can ask it this way. Why is it different than missions and outreaches, a ministry of the church versus missions and outreaches, the ministry of the church?
0: Um, You know, just what you had had asked, the question you had asked, uh, we we try to take every aspect or every ministry uh, as possible, as serious as possible, only because, you know, we are uh fulfilling the great commission. So as I stated earlier, you know, whether it's home, uh, uh with our choir, with it uh with our home outreach, with our youth, with our children department, every department is vital in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. But at our church specifically, we have a very diverse community mm-hmm. here in our church. Uh Eastern Europeans uh, over the last probably 3 years we've seen uh you know, a significant increase in uh, Eastern Europeans being Ukrainians, uh, Russians, uh, you know, just from that region of the world, we, Latin Americans, uh, individuals from Africa, uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, the whole region, our, our congregation has exploded. Uh, and, and honestly, it, we can only attribute that to, uh, the grace and favor of God because we don't do anything to, uh, you know, to, to draw any specific, uh, or unique group. We, we just proclaim the gospel and we've seen, uh, at one point, I think we had 97 different countries represented wow. in our church. And that is almost unheard of, you know, uh, this day and age, but 97 different, uh, countries that are represented in our church. And, and we we really believe that that that's a strong reflection of our missions program. We try to uh, connect with the folks in our church who are from these different parts of the world. And we go in and, uh, and, you know, and, and assist either the missionaries or uh, ministries that are existing in these countries. And it also uh, involves and plugs our people in, uh, to these different uh, missions and trips as well. So, so yeah, it's really, honestly, it's really a reflection of, of who our church is and our pastor. Uh, is, uh, you know, spiritually sound. And, you know, he recognizes that that's a, a very part, important part of, uh, you know, church
1: growth and, and, you know, just the whole aspect of ministry. So give me some examples then, you know, you mentioned things like, you know, the choir and children's ministry and family ministries and things like that. How do you guys Weave the Great Commission into not just reaching people th- locally through those, you know, ministries, and that's that's a, a central part of what churches do. But also how you use those ministries and, to shape uh, people within your church and help them grow in their discipleship, so they become a part of being active in the Great Commission.
0: Yeah, well it's a whole pro you know, it's it's really like anything else. They you know it, there there has to be an enthusiasm, a joy, uh an anticipation, an expectation, and and really what we do here at Central is we we try um you know to to promote international missions as a priority uh, you know, to our congregation. So what we do in, uh, you know, each year, you know, and, and I don't know if you know this, uh, David, but we, we try to, here at Central, we try to, to actually, um, go on a, uh, anywhere from 10 to 12 trips a year. Now, granted, the last two years, have been <laughs> rather uh, interesting, um, and this past year we've we've just reinitiated uh, the you know being able to travel. So, um, but what we do, we incorporate that all the way from preschool up to our our seniors. And when I say seniors, I'm talking about our, our prime timer uh, group here at, at church. And uh, so, what we do is basically we. We bring missions into every department. Uh, we offer opportunities for families to take trips. Uh, we have, um, you know, specified trips for men, specified trips for women. Uh, we have just had a group that traveled, uh, that were, you know, a group of older men who went and did some, uh, some labor workforce overseas. And really what we try to do is, uh, missions is only the tool, uh, for each department. Uh, to proclaim the gospel. So we're teaching about missions, Paul's missionary uh, journey travels, uh, international missions, countries to our preschool and our children. Then we introduce missions to our middle school and high school by uh, letting them participate in trips. And then obviously, our, our adults, uh, young adults, uh participate as well in, in all of those aspects. So so yeah, I think what we try to do is keep it exposed before our congregation. Uh and it's always uh in their in their sights, so to speak. So they're always aware of what we're doing internationally and and I and I have to say also nationally. So uh yeah presenting them opportunities and 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 giving them uh just making them aware of the need mm-hmm. for the gospel. Uh, around the world, so yeah, it's always before their eyes. Hmm.
1: So, ha- why are short-term ministry trips? Because if that's such a central piece of this for you guys, and you you ins- bring people from all different age categories and life stages to be a part of these, why is that such a vital piece of um, of of bringing uh, the the great getting people involved in the Great Commission? Why does that work so well for you guys?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you why it works. Really, and, and I hope you understand and, and those listening understand, but our main focus is is not only to um, affect those that we're ministering to uh, for the kingdom, but really what we've learned over the years is, such a relationship is built within our community, our church community, when individuals take trips. I mean, mm-hmm. relationships have been built over the years simply because of a missions trip. There had been, uh, you know, I just came back from a, a trip to uh, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, It was a team of eight of us, I believe. And uh, I think six of the eight did not know each other. And since we've been back, there's such this bond uh that was built over a 10 day period um that not only affected the individuals that we were there to serve but when they get back home there's a, a strong bond that's built that only strengthens the the body back here at the church here at Central and and, and that's kind of the mindset that we have uh, you know, preparing them as little kids in preschool, uh, you know, they're, they're learning about missions, but then when they get to the age that they, they actually participate in a trip and they go and, and, and proclaim the gospel that they've learned about, uh, as children and they're uh, a bit old enough to understand, uh, you know, what proclaiming the gospel means, uh, you know, there's relationships that are, that are developed and built. And then when they get back home, that relationship just carries on.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that the last couple of years have been a challenge for you guys, as obviously uh travel has been limited due to the pandemic. How um has that impacted um, your church? And how have you been able to uh, adjust and shift uh to keeping the Great Commission front and center, even though you haven't been able to take quite as many trips?
0: Right. Well, you know, it's uh, I'm sure most Huh, most of the individuals that are going to listen to this podcast are, are going to have an interest, or or at least be familiar with international missions. But mm-hmm. it, it, this is this is unbelievable. But over the last two and a half years, our giving at our church actually increased uh, significantly, which really makes no sense. Uh, you know, other churches I, I, that we've heard have, have maybe had some struggles financially. And, and it's just the grace of God, uh, that, that we have been able to uh, be blessed and actually increased our international giving. So what we did over the last two years, uh, during, um, uh, the pandemic is we were actually able to empower our missionaries, uh, and mission organizations. Uh, and I'm only speaking from a financial perspective we were able to bless them, uh, just in a significant way that they are actually, you know, boots on the ground in their specific given country. And they were able to do more with the resources we were able to give them, even though we weren't able to actually take trips. Uh, now, obviously we are, we're, we're uh, a, the doors have opened back up, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, we have, we were able to, uh, you know, supply them with, supplies finances which really empowered them to continue uh to do the work and increase the work of of the kingdom so you know we really didn't uh miss a beat and I, I really pray and hope that doesn't sound arrogant but we really didn't miss miss a beat we have 38 uh, either missionaries or mission agencies that we support and work with uh on a monthly basis and, uh, and, and over the last two years, while it seemed the world was closing down, those, those missionaries and missions agencies, uh, really were able to proclaim the gospel, uh, you know, even taking tangible gifts like, uh, you know, food boxes, food packs, uh, medication, things like that to, uh, to, you know, people in their, you know, foreign community. So, so we really have not, Didn't miss a beat, if that's the proper way of putting it, uh, over the last couple of years, even though we weren't able to, uh, get on a plane and participate ourselves. So then the other side of that back home, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, to engage our people in praying for our missionaries, which we would do at least, uh, on a monthly basis in our services and, uh, just keep them in our prayers and reach out and contact them just to, just to keep our, our congregation engaged with our missionaries.
1: Do you feel like the missions program at Central, um, has actually become stronger as a result of the challenges, um, and having to refocus and maybe, uh, uh, central, center your focus on, on prayer and giving as part of missions, uh, during that time that is going to help you guys launch into even more effectiveness going forward?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, you know, you know, blessings are, <laughs> blessings are blind sometimes and mm-hmm. and I would say in this case over the past couple of years it has really revealed to us that we are only the instrument god is obviously the uh the you know the great creator to make all of this happen and it has really if i could use the word it has humbled us to know and see what even in our insignificance, God is still going to allow his gospel to be uh, proclaimed all around the world. And, it, and it's been, it's been actually really tremendous. Now I say that uh, with a response. Um, you know, some of our missionaries have really over the last couple of years had some serious struggles um you know in their communities and uh you know some countries have handled uh, the pandemic different than others and and a good number of our our uh, missionaries have had some significant struggles uh, in their communities but you know god has still
1: um, allowed ministry to prevail so uh, praise god for that when we make fulfilling the great commission the central focus of all we do in our churches We see God move in ways that can't be explained. He always rewards our obedience and provides supernaturally as we honor Him. We'll get back to our conversation with Tony after this brief message from One Child.
2: Together, we believe extreme child poverty has an end and it starts with hope. Hope is a vision for a better future, a way to get there, and the courage to try. And it is built through the church all over the world, coming together as one global community to help children thrive. We create a partnership experience that reflects your heart for the world. Together, we find the point where our mission and vision intersect to address the needs of children living in hard places. Together, we are a community that sees children as solutions, not problems. A community with the courage to go to the hard places. A community that gives so children can thrive. Together, this is us. Your church, a shared vision, celebrating global impact. Through the local church. For more information, visit onechild.org/partnership.
1: Central Church has seen God work powerfully on behalf of the church as a whole, but I asked Tony to share a few stories of individuals in the church who have been impacted by this central focus on the Great Commission.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, it, some lives change. And I'm going to, I guess this would be, uh, you know, a great example. But over the last two years, we've actually had three of our church congregants, um, actually, uh, commit to the call of, uh, of Christ in their lives. And our, wow. you know, one young lady specifically is, uh, you know, has sold out young professional, uh, MBA has sold out committed her life to Christ and she leaves, uh, September for the Middle East and will be serving full time, uh, there. Uh, I think what, what has happened is the re, you know, and this isn't just for missions. This is just for life. But I think over the last two years, people, uh, that have a strong relationship with the Lord have realized what's really important. And that is, uh, serving the Lord, loving your family, uh, being committed wholeheartedly to Christ. And I think that has been something that uh, we have seen here at Central Church. Um, just the idea that people see that the world is changing and their need and desire for Christ is primary. And we've really seen some of our our folks, when it comes to missions, really step out and commit. And, uh, you know, like I said, some have even committed... Uh, surrender their lives and have quit their professional careers here and they're, they're heading overseas to serve the Lord, uh, in, in, in a mission setting. So, uh, those are, the, you know, I could go into detail, uh, just about all of those, but I think you understand what I'm saying when it comes to just people realizing the significance of the moment and, mm-hmm. and the great commission being, uh, very heavy and strong on their hearts. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you as a, as a missions pastor um <laughs> to, to see people kind of go through that process where they're just being exposed to the idea of f- being a part of actually, ex- you know, being a part of the Great oh. Commission and then moving to participating yeah. in giving and mission, you know, <laughs> prayer times, and then moving to a missions yeah. And then eventually they <laughs> surrender to the full time call of God on their yeah. life. What's it like for you? Oh, that's, I mean, that,
0: I don't know if you have children, David, but I, I have now three adult children and seeing them grow and mature is like, you know, that's every parent's dream. You know, graduating from college, I uh, have a daughter getting married in March. Uh, that's every, that's every parent's dream is walking through life with your kids. I, I honestly, for me, it is absolutely no different. Uh, especially when it comes to young people. Um, and I don't want to take away the, the excitement that, you know, when a, an older couple commits to the Lord or an older, uh, single individual commits to the Lord and serves overseas. But for me, seeing young people surrender everything to the Lord and say, Pastor Tony, I'm, I'm giving everything up. I'm heading overseas. What can you do? Uh, how can you help me? Oh, it just, that <laughs> makes me come alive. I feel like, uh, Yeah. I feel like I could just, yeah. Anyway, that just, that is (laughs) hands down the most exciting, uh, you know, and I think it's, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you're going to be passionate about. Uh, and and that's just that, that really what it does, it restores hope that the kingdom is going to continue to be proclaimed. And Mm -hmm. it just, it makes, it gets me excited, really Mm -hmm. gets me excited.
1: So what advice would you give to a, a missions pastor who wants to kind of move closer to seeing their church taking the great commission literally and and creating opportunities for people to to step in wherever they're at in their journey of, uh, of faith, to being a part of the Great Commission, in, yes. with the purpose of moving them towards more and uh, deeper engagement. What what advice would you give to a missions pastor to help them do that?
0: Well, let me let me just, David. Let me take it a little bit further than that, if I may. I I, I truly believe, and I'm not only speaking this as a missions pastor. I'm speaking this as I, uh, you know, a pastor of the gospel of Christ. I believe every single Christian Christ-centered church in the United States of America should have or should be pursuing uh, the mindset of international missions. Uh, let me rephrase that, national and international missions. I believe mm-hmm. if we as uh, believers in Christ, Christian churches... Uh, make that a priority the Bible makes the Bible is very clear that God will honor the faithfulness of that congregation uh, because what happens when when that when that is uh placed you know in the forefront of your congregation of, of serving and, and being willing servants uh, you know there's an excitement that builds up and and uh, you know the it's just I keep going back to it but it's just the great Commission. That's what we're supposed to and I, I know many probably listen have heard that scripture over and over, but it is exactly what it is. We are to go and proclaim the gospel. So I would say to any mission pastor, any uh, senior pastor uh, of a church that's listening uh, if you make missions, home missions, international missions priority, God, without doubt, will honor that. Now, I say that without finances being, um, uh, evaluated, if I could, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have small churches that are doing amazing things financially. You have, uh, uh, small churches that are, are serving, uh, maybe two trips a year. You know what? That, it doesn't matter the amount, it, it's, the, it's a matter of the heart for a pastor uh, or a missions pastor. It's always a matter of the heart. And our pastor always uh, has the motto of money will follow ministry. If you are living out, walking out true ministry, financial, the financial aspect of that will be taken care of because that's a promise from the Lord. So, uh, you know, uh, some churches give, you know, millions, some give a thousand a year, you know, I would, I would say, don't make that the focus of the priority, make the commitment of missions, the priority. And then as a result, God will honor that and continue and start to bless you in a mighty way because you're walking out. What scripture says, go into all the world, proclaim, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: There's a cliche that actually fits really well with today's conversation with Tony. Keep the main thing, the main thing. And as Central Church has done this, they've seen God do amazing things. Here are three takeaways from today's episode. First, missions isn't a ministry of the local church. It's the ministry of the local church. It permeates and guides everything from the nursery to the senior citizens. Second, When this reality sets in, the focus of every ministry in the church becomes more clear and the results are indescribable. And finally, these results aren't measured by dollars given, but by lives changed. A good reminder is the story of the widow who gave two mites at the temple. The financial gift she provided was insignificant, but the offering was great. I want to thank Tony for joining me on this episode of the missions pastor podcast. If you want to learn more about central church, go to centralnc.org. And thank you for listening to the missions pastor podcast. The show is presented by one child. We are a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your church can partner with One Child to bring hope to hard places, go to onechild.org partnership.